Hi, lovelies. Um, Adrian is legitimately not here. So this is not Adrian because he's not here. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to drop a quick little production note in the front of the episode and also just sort of catch you guys up on what's been going on in our worlds and why there have been no episodes for the past few months. The summer was a lot for both of us. I mean, on top of the summer of 2020 being a lot for everyone. Adrian and his family are in the process of moving, which is very exciting. Um, I had a family member that I was very close to pass away kind of suddenly. And uh, we both work full-time jobs. And there was just kind of a lot and existential dread and anxiety and panic and racial justice and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it didn't leave a lot of time for podcasting is the moral of that story. But things are in the process of calming down or have calmed down. So we are hoping to get back on a more uh, regular release schedule doing an episode every two weeks or so. So we have, uh, I think, five or six episodes banked right now that we recorded at the beginning of the summer, this being one of those. Um, at that point in time, I was still sort of tweaking my my setup as far as recording. The sound quality is fine, but it might differ a little bit episode to episode just because um, I'm still trying to figure out the best place to record in my apartment which is apparently just a cement box in which sound bounces off and then all of the sounds from outside come in, as you will hear on the uh, subsequent episode today. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's really it. Oh, no, that's not it. I lied. We are on iHeartRadio now, which is not a thing that I plug in this because we weren't on there before, but we've recently added episodes to the iHeartRadio app. So you can check us out there as well as all of the other normal streaming places that you stream us. So I think that's it. I've rambled long enough. So let's get to the episode proper where you can listen to me ramble some more. Bye. Okay. Oh, I didn't open that. That would have actually been helpful. And there's coffee in this mug, so I can't pour it in there, but oh well. <laughs> there's coffee in this mug. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> no, I was trying not to spit water off into my keyboard. <laughs> You really are like a national treasure, and I heart you. Oh my god, this is what happens when I'm like, "Hey, I should get the frappuccino bottle with the, the bit of cold brew in it. That'll be fine." Well, that's why I'm saying, like, are you sure you're? Because, like, please, for the love of God, don't suffer for art. Nah, they just didn't have my normal bottle frappuccino. So, hi, hello. Uh, throughout the week, I eat pretty healthfully, healthfully whatever word that is. I eat generally healthy shit. Um, and on Saturday morning, as is my routine, as I want to do, um, I go to the little like bodega near me and I get uh, some donuts and I get a little bottle frappuccino and I consume my weight in sugar and I just kind of bounce around because it's Saturday and I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, but they didn't have my normal frappuccino bottle they had this one with the dash of cold brew and apparently dash of cold brew is like code for like crystal meth in my eyeballs because <laughs> i was sitting there earlier like i'm sitting on the couch and just petting caden being like why is my heart palpitating what is happening <laughs> so so in other words you're just tripping balls right now so if i'm a little fucking weird that's why. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then Kate's looking at you, it's like, what's wrong, Ashley? Well, I told him to clean the house and he just started chewing on his foot. So, <laughs> I mean, when break. someone asked me to do the same, like, you know, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> and look, it, it, hey, it's. Hey, Adrian, would you mind, like, uh, unlearning a dishwasher? Nah, 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 nah. 
trust me, that wouldn't be nearly as painful as trying to pick like some of these bands for the South and Midwest bracket because my God. Hey, there's the transition. We did it. Oh man. So while I continue chewing on my foot, please listen to the theme song and I swear I'll be done by the time you come back. Chew off your big toe. You need that for balance and walking. Oh, you actually do need that one? Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, if you break your big toe, you have to use... I think you have to, I think you have to use a wheelchair for a little bit. Because like, you literally cannot walk on your foot without a big toe. Um, uh, that would suck if you're a nightcrawler. <laughs> or a ninja turtle. Oh, man. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talking Like a Teen. I'm not Ashley. I'm not Adrian. So, the wonderful account by the name of Chillwave Kittens in our darkest hour has provided us with a lot of content. And honestly, I just want to say thank you because you pretty much have given us so much to do, to think about, also to stress over and even sometimes cry over. Like, we go through it and, and it's all in the name of music that we love so much. So, what we've been doing is um, these brackets on the Chill Wave Kittens account on Instagram. Basically, it's a sports-style bracket because, like Ash often says, there's no sports right now. So, we have to kind of put our music fandom. <laughs> we got to make sports. We have to make sports. And <laughs> the one we're doing, well, this week and then last week was 2000s Indie Rock. So... Ash put together a bracket, and they're kind of designated by, like, East, West, South, and Midwest, which has no bearing on the actual bands themselves, even though that would be cool. And we pretty much went, and through each round, round one, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, the championship round. Bonds were made, bonds were broken, lessons were learned, and headache pills were taken. <laughs> but it's all in the name of good, fun, and content. And um, I will just say this, please don't take all this to heart, but I'm definitely interested to hear what you guys have to say. So to start off, Instagram, T-L-A-T podcast is the handle that Ashley runs. And there's some really fun stuff on there, including the hashtag Tuesday Tunes. Uh, I run the Twitter, which is also the same handle, T-L-A-T podcast. And there's also our email, T-L-A-T podcast at gmail.com. Interact with us. Let us know if you did these chill wave kitten brackets. What were some of your picks? And we'll all go through it together. Because they keep saying that we're all in it together. So why not do that when it comes to suffering over indie rock? Hell yeah. So this first round in the South. Hmm. It already just starts off in a, in a weird place for me. So I have, maybe this is a, uh, maybe this is a question for the end of the bracket. Going through this, which side was harder for you? I would say east and west. I would say that too. Because some of these, and I and I jokingly was kind of punching holes at Chill Wave Kittens because I felt like some of these choices were deliberate. Like, how dare you put, like, the National Death Cab and, you know, the Decembers and the Wilco against each other? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this one was, this side was, quote unquote, easier. Yeah. But I also know that the choices I didn't make were bands that I know that are much higher regarded, which I know is probably going to be less stressful for us, but maybe for people listening. So I just want to say that, again, this is for entertainment purposes only. I dig most of these bands for the most part. You can come at me, but just please do so in a friendly manner, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I want that Andy Rock smoke. I... I... Like all of these bands actively, except for fucking Bright Eyes. You want to come at me with that Bright Eyes hate? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if anyone come at you with Bright Eyes hate, they're probably still wearing a swoop haircut, so... 
I don't even think Connor um, Oberst would probably be like, eh, whatever, it's fair. I made my bread. <laughs> uh, Brian and I just put out a new album like two weeks ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse the black on my ass. <laughs> uh, no, like, it was one of those where Spotify is like, hey, we got new releases for you. How about some bright eyes? And I'm like, Spotify. Come the fuck on. Absolutely not. Because you know what it was? They knew that when the, the strokes dropped, you were you hopped on that train so fast, oh you nearly God, ripped your so arm fast. off. Yeah. So they figured, hey, bright eyes is in that bracket as well. Yeah, would you like this? And you're like, nah, nah, so. No. no. <laughs> Thank you, please. So... <laughs> Let's start in the south, the southern region. So the first matchup in the first round, we have Interpol, 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 uh, <laughs> versus uh, Band of Horses. And for me, this was really easy because, again, Interpol is one of those bands that I sort of lump in with Block Party where I'm like, this is, eh, I have the Kaiser Chiefs for this. I don't what? Know. No, see... <laughs> you do this stuff. Uh, uh, look, I, I am sorry. I know it's been a, a week for both of us, but come on, don't don't come at my neck like that. <laughs> I love Band of Horses, <laughs> but Band of Horses is is one of those bands that's I am not super duper familiar with. But there's there are a couple albums I really like from them, and they just make really beautiful music, which they is do. like a, a a weird kind of overly heartfelt way to describe it, but it's just really pretty. So I'm here for it. I like them. So I moved band of horses forward. I did as well. Okay. Cause you're right. They do. Now, are they like the biggest band in the world? And are they maybe the best band? Argue it's arguable, but yet what they do is so well done. And, you know, they fuse indie rock with, you know, if any band deserves to be in the South, it's Band of Horses. Hell yeah. Because that fusion of Southern rock, I think, is just perfect. And Infinite Arms is, like, God-tier indie rock. And, again, they're a band that I think a lot of people like, but are not nearly as celebrated as they should be. Interpol's fine. Like, they were a thing (laughs) for a minute. But then I went to go listen back, but other than nostalgia, I tried listening to Fresh Out of the Eyes, and I'm like, this is actually kind of grating to me. I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, spies, hey, slow hands. Like, dude, relax, relax. It's it's okay. Go, whatever, whatever. I think the only Interpol album that I, like, even remotely, like, tried to listen to was Antics, and I didn't like it. No, you gotta go turn on the bright lights. I mean, Obstacle 1 and PDA, which I know they're, like, the singles, but... PDA is a lot of fun, and it's really fun to play on a uh, rock band. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, so, band horses. This next matchup sucked a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Uh, so we had the Shins and Modest Mouse. And I don't want to speak for you, but I have a feeling that, that yours is going to be a lot like mine, where it's like, hey, the Shins are pretty great, but like Modest Mouse is Modest Mouse, so like, bye. Yeah, because, <laughs> and I know, you and I have both mentioned this quite often, and I'm going to keep mentioning it. I respect Zach Braff, but, like, I feel like Garden State both made and destroyed the Shins. So, were you on the Shins train before Garden State? Yes, and I'm not in a, oh, I liked it before they were cool kind of way, but yes. Okay. So, I thought it was cool that they actually got, like... Uh, this bump in popularity. They really did. But the whole, oh, they'll change your life? Mm. That's that's overselling it a little bit. It'll improve your life. They're fun. And honestly, I like James Mercer's music a lot. I think he's got a great voice. And don't get me started on Broken Bells, because you know how I feel about Danger Mouse. <laughs> Love them to death. And James Mercer, going back to Decembrist, he, Colin Malloy from the Decembrist, and Corin Tucker of... Corn Tucker Band, and of course, Leader Kenny did one of my favorite guest spots ever on Portlandia. Oh, hell yeah. And they're just so great, but it's Modest Mouse is Modest Mouse. Like, yeah, it, the moon in Antarctica, good news for people who love bad news. I mean, Lonesome Crowd of West, like, just hell, even we were dead before the ship even sank, which I know some people like are like, oh, this is where the band starts to suck. I think that album 
jams even harder than some of their earlier stuff in retrospect. I know. Hot take, but you got to get past Dashboard Dash. Trust me. The rest of the album slaps hard. Uh, fucking Dashboard sucks so hard. Uh, I know. Yes. You don't like Johnny Marr's jangly guitar. I know he's in a choir taste. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but Spitting Venom alone. Oh, Florida? Florida. I do like Florida, though. That song makes me laugh. As a person who recently escaped from Florida. Anyway. I'm sorry, because I'm like, if Colin Malloy is like my indie, like, boyfriend, and like Jeff Tweedy's like my indie rock dad, like, Isaac Brock is like my indie rock, like, drunk uncle. Because <laughs> he comes in, he's going to probably pitch a bottle at you and start screaming at you, but he loves you. He's just going through a lot right now. <laughs> I was going to say, he's more like my, my indie, like, problematic friend who's a few years older than me that like i spend a little bit more time taking care of than i probably should wow um (laughs) um, that's i um, don't have one of those in real life please calm down um, (laughs) he's one of like he's like that and like he's the guy that you like that like bought you beer before you could buy beer yes that guy I don't know. I feel bad because Isaac Brock is probably none of these things. But no. like we've we basically made this cartoonish version where you're just sitting in the car jamming one day, and he's like, "Hey, you want to see something?" And like pulls like a sawed off out of the back seat. Yeah. I'm like, why do you have this? <laughs> why not? Do you want to go shoot some beer bottles with it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh man. So uh, the next matchup was also fun for me a little bit. We had the Arctic Monkeys and the Antlers. Hmm. <laughs> these, okay, so these are two bands that I, I like, but I okay. don't necessarily have strong feelings about. Like, Hospice. Oh, uh, I was about the, to say. The Antlers album is great. I love it. Oh, my it lord. Death. It's it's, it's uh, heart-wrenchingly good. <laughs> and then Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not uh, by Arctic Monkeys is another album that's almost perfect it's really good i ended up moving arctic monkeys forward hmm. just because they had a couple of albums that i really liked whereas they only had hospice though i made the argument that antlers is the okay maybe they only had the one album uh-huh but it's leaps and bounds a stronger album i feel than the arctic monkeys and maybe that's a hot take i'm sorry but by the I... same token like, I like certain songs by Arctic Monkeys, but I don't think I've ever... Like, to me, they're a playlist band. Like, if you put yes. them in a like a song in a playlist or a couple of songs, I would dig them. But to sit down and listen to a full album as an experience, mm-hmm. it's weirdly exhausting. They're, they're a good... We talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Much like Franz Ferdinand, they're a, a great party band. Right. Uh, I would say it's that. A, it's a... It's a good album to throw on when you're at like a somebody's gross college apartment, and you know you end up sleeping on somebody's disgusting floor. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is getting hyper specific, man. Like this is. <laughs> Hi, hello. I put myself in some probably dangerous and not great situations in college, uh, <laughs> but the Arctic Monkeys were great for that. That is very true. I so they like weirdly hit it big now yeah because like what is it uh do i want to know is that the name of the song yeah and that whole album just like popped the fuck off they had like two three like radio singles from it yeah to the point where like my mom asked me if i knew who they were which was weird which is funny considering the name of one of their earlier albums it's like wow they really came full circle they needed money apparently <laughs> honestly i don't i don't hate it though i actually like that album see here okay <laughs> <laughs> 20, okay, twenty-year-old me was so angry at bands that would very obviously like sell out and make an album to make money. Same. And like thirties me is like, you go Nehru's, go make that money, <laughs> right? So I'm like, we are broke. If by any means you could find a way to not be that, like, I mean, within reason. I mean, don't yeah. like you know sell poison milk to school children, but yeah. And that is what growing up is. Growing up is realizing, like, hey, that we live in a capitalist hellscape. Go make that money. And also, he's a hell of a songwriter. 
Sorry, yes. now I want to talk about Nate Roost the whole time. And I'm like, he's not on this list. <laughs> um, so you moved Antlers forward? Yep. I know. Okay. Drag um, me. Nah, you're fine. I Like I said, I like both these bands fine. I don't have strong feelings about them one way or another. Um, I just happen to like more Arctic Monkey songs. That's fair. Antlers songs. This next matchup is going to be tough, though. This next matchup felt like it should be. Like, I felt bad that I didn't take more time with it than I did. So we had Beirut and Yola Tango. And Beirut is weird, but I like them a lot. I so love I Beirut just so much. Forward. Yeah. I'm like, I, there's a French horn here and we're in the middle of a forest and it's weird, but I'm here and I like it. So let's go. Like Zachary Condon, I think he's just one of those songwriters that I envy in as much of indie rock is full of so many bands. And I don't mean this to necessarily punch down, but there's a lot of bands I feel like are different for the sake of just trying to do something different, but not really fully invested. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong take, but no. Like Honestly, I feel like there's some bands that do that. I'm not going to name them, but I feel like there's some bands that just, let's just add a glockenspiel because, hey, this is you know what everybody else is doing. Like, Zach and the rest of Beirut, through all the lineup changes, like, between the French horn, the love of, like, just... Because you know what it is? That they're a much more internationally based band than I think... It's not very accessible. Like, you're not going to hear that on, like, your standard rock radio. You're just not. Yeah. But he just makes music that he wants to make, and it's interesting, it's entertaining. And even though some songs are literally just him playing a horn, and they're just melodically, like, moaning over, like, you know, this this (laughs) very strange melody, it's like, but you can tell he feels it so heavily. And I think that's what makes them, to me more interesting because Yola Tango I feel like is one of those indie rock bands that we're supposed to like because they're Yola Tango and I'm like they've done good stuff but like I'm sorry fine they're okay they're fine so Beirut went forward yes okay cool um I can't there are like three or four matchups in a row where I'm like I like one of these bands and the other one is fine uh well don't tell Dave about the next one yeah shout Shout out out to to Dave shout out to Dave (laughs) The next matchup is My Morning Jacket and M83. And, like, M83 has one song, and I'm sick of that one song. And I also really like My Morning Jacket, so I'm Actually, forward. have you listened to, like, M83's, like, other stuff? It's actually no. right up my alley, because you know me at synth pop. Like, that's so my wheelhouse. Like, I should like them more, but I think Midnight City... Like, I feel like Chain Gang of, like, 1974, who was not the 1975, completely different year... <laughs> I think they almost do M83 better than M83, but I know that's probably a very unpopular opinion. I, I literally, if I could never hear Midnight City again, it would be too soon. Wow. Um, <laughs> and also, they didn't write Evil Urges, which is an amazing album. God, My Morning, ja- my morning Jacket is underrated? Are they yeah. Underrated? They might be underrated. I think they're underrated. Like, if you're in this particular, like, musical landscape, you know what the deal is. But I feel like they should be more popular, and I don't understand why they're not. And yet, there's an episode of American Dad. (laughs) I knew you were going to talk about this. I love it. (laughs) Which is why I'm like, are they underrated? (laughs) Seth MacFarlane made a cartoon about them. So, like, maybe they're not. I don't know. I guess Seth MacFarlane, for you know, for all of his faults, hey, was smart enough to be like, hey, this band's worth talking about and giving an entire episode's worth of material for. But he also likes Pete Buttigieg, so look, <laughs> not not every decision's going to be a winner. Anyway, <laughs> so this next matchup is fun. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I feel like Seth MacFarlane is one of those dudes that would, like, Google his name and then just, like, go after anybody who said anything negative. So, like, please don't let him know that I spoke negative of anything. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, the next matchup is uh, LCD Sound System and Wolf Parade. I'm like, come on. Why is this? Why was this even up here? Like, it should have just been one box to check, which would have been LCD Sound System. Exactly. Wolf Parade's cool, but... <laughs> Did Wolf Parade make a song about Daft Punk playing at their house? No? I mean, okay. between that and my edge, drunk girls, like... Uh, uh, 
North American Scum is like one of my favorite fucking songs on this planet. It's so fun. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and just like, why Why even, just, let's just keep yeah. moving. Now this one, <laughs> I know it was probably tough for you. I know it was not as tough for me, but I think we might have went two different ways with this. Uh, so we have the Flaming Lips and Animal Collective. Right. And I don't, I don't know if it's been previously documented on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Toretto. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> We're keeping that in. It's like <laughs> the speed limit on this fucking road next to my goddamn apartment is like thirty miles an hour. I don't understand, but it's constant. It makes me crazy. I live my life one indie rock bracket at a time. Oh my god, he's still going. Are they drag racing? I fuck if I know, dude. It's I mean twelve fifteen on a Saturday. Why the fuck not? Uh, <laughs> uh so. Looping back around, regaining my train of thought. Um, I don't know if if we've documented it on this podcast previously, but I love Animal Collective. They're one of those bands that's just like incredibly weird, and they do a lot of like dissonant and really interesting things. And I just think they're really great. Yeah. And then you have the Flaming Lips, who like invented dissonant and weird. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I I struggled here. But talk to me about your decision-making process here. Because I feel like you had a, an easier time than I did. Well, now, this is a matchup that makes absolute perfect 100% sense. Because I feel I like the two of them, <laughs> like, they're both just very much themselves and flaming lips. Like, I've always liked a lot and many other different variations. But honestly, one of the best shows I went to, but one of the weirdest co-headlining tours was Flaming Lips and Weezer. Interesting. And this is, of course, you know, newer Weezer. You know, they played the hits and whatever, and they had a good time. Clearly, they came on before Flaming Lips because the set alone, and I'm sure you've probably seen videos and, like, well, between the music videos and, like, their shows at festivals, it's an experience. So this particular show, the motif they took was Wizard of Oz. They had dancers and choirs, and everybody was just like a Wizard of Oz character. You know, the stage is like the yellow brick road. You know, Oz is in the backdrop, and like Wayne Coyne is known to do, he crowd surfs in a giant bubble. And he's literally just not, like, he's just in this bubble, and he's just walking along the crowd, like practically like break dancing. And just having this this great moment, I'm like, this must be the greatest feeling in the world. Because he's just so into just whatever this is. And trying to break it down and explain it is just kind of pointless. But it was also funny watching Rivers Cuomo do the same and, like, flailing about. Because that would have been me. (laughs) Like, he was really struggling hard. And I think he might have had a mild freak out, but that's okay. But they're just so fun. And I know I don't listen to them a whole lot, but they just, when I do, you're like, man, I should listen to you more because they're just different and they're a good different. And Animal Collective is what to you now? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Animal Collective is cool. Like, I was like, no, I'm sorry. That sounds like. <laughs> that was res- the most dismissive. I respect animal collective but i also will admit i don't think i spent as much time with him as i should have and i do plan on um correcting that because i know you're a big fan and i think they were a tuesday tune um yes ig Uh, at tlat podcast by the way yes um yeah if that is something that you are are interested in finding out more about let me know i can help you (laughs) uh Uh, so you moved the flaming lips forward. Indeed, I did. Okay. This uh, next one, though, mm, I hate. I hate, see. We were talking about how easy this was. Now I got to come at Chill Wave again and Chill Wave Kittens again. Love you. You've provided so much great stuff. But again, why would you do this to me? Like this yeah. is not okay. All right. So our last first round matchup is uh, TV on the radio and of Montreal. Oh my God! Why? Why? They're so they're both so good. They're both so good. It it made me like it's one of those where like of course I moved up Montreal forward. 
As did I. <laughs> because they're deaf. But, like, I felt fucking terrible doing so because I love TV on the radio so much. Um, like, Seeds is a great album that does not get enough respect. Seeds, Liars is an amazing album. Like, they just have so many good albums and, like, they're just such an interesting and cool band. I love them so much. And I felt so bad. But it's of Montreal. Kevin Barnes, my wonderful, often problematic, but just ultimately interesting human being. It like to even try to break down my love of Montreal doesn't make sense because sometimes the music doesn't. It just is you just are either you know it or you just don't know it. It's mm-hmm. just it's every album is a whole new experience. And, of course, that story I think I may have told before. It was a bonding moment between me and my kid, but it was also a moment that I also have to remember, oh, shoot, you're <laughs> a kid. <laughs> maybe maybe Satanic Panic is not for you. No, well, we started with some Atlantic Twins. I figured this is the least. <laughs> the, the one time I got to see of Montreal, they were touring... I think they were touring for Hissing Fauna. I don't remember which album they were touring God, for. God, that album's great, too. Um, it was after... I think it was like 2007, 2008. Yeah, so that was Hissing Fauna. Um, I went with a guy I was dating at the time who was pissed that they didn't play Wraith Pinned to the Mist. Because like that was that was the song that everybody knew. I right. It was like used in a movie or some shit. Um, so he was just like standing there basically like pouting because he wanted to hear the one of Montreal song that he knew and then they didn't play it and they like very obviously didn't play it like in a very like pointed way and like we left the show and he was just like so crabby about it and meanwhile like it's me about Montreal. I had like the best fucking time and just like completely ignored it the entire time. Right? Like if you know of Montreal well enough, they're that band who will deliberately not play that song because it's like we're not here. If you wanted someone to play the hits for you, go to a Billy Joel concert. Like exactly. and I'm not whatever, like shout out to Billy Joel and all, but you know, that's one of those you know, there's plenty of bands that like shoot, I would even say like someone like Weezer or even Foo Fighters. I love those bands in their great life. Yeah. But like you're usually going to hear, like, the hits. You know, you're just going to hear them in a much bigger capacity than you would at home. Yes. But of Montreal, it's like, we're just going to just get weird. And you just got to deal with it. <laughs> All right. So, we move on to the Sweet 16. Um, the good news is, is that you and I have a lot of overlap, so I don't have to think so hard. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So the first matchup that you and I both had was uh, Band of Horses and Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. Yeah, Modest Mouse. Sorry, Band of Horses, you're great, but you're not Isaac Brock. Though, um, <laughs> not, again, Infinite Arms, that album, like especially like Laredo. Oh, yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's so good. good. But um, Modest Mouse does it. Modest Mouse does it. They do everything for me. I love them so much. So you had... Uh, the Antlers in Beirut. Correct. Who did, who did you move forward? Beirut, hands down. Okay. Um, I had the Arctic Monkeys in Beirut. Beirut moved forward. See, this yeah. is, I think these matchups, and I know people are like, well, this episode's kind of like brisk, but it's like, this one was a lot less stressful because I think once you start paring down, uh-huh. it's much easier to go through because now this one in the Midwest is going to be tough. Yes. Because I don't know who you had for this one. Um, you had My Morning Jacket and LCD? Yes. Oh, so did I. Um, who did you move forward? I think I had a similar issue with Bell and Sebastian. It's always the Sweet 16 that kind of throws me for a loop because much like with Bell and Sebastian and Decemberis, mm-hmm. December should have went forward. And I think we all know that. And I regret it, but I'm also not going to back down from that choice. My Morning Jacket and LCD, I know LCD is like a thing. Uh-huh. And they're beloved. Yes. But I also know that I actually roll much harder with my morning jacket. Like, like my morning jacket, like, okay, do I... I don't know. I just find... See, that's tough because, again, there's no way to say that without sounding like I'm kind of like low-key dunking on LCD. But I think I like my morning jacket better. I... For you, coming from you, yeah. 
Because I think moving my morning jacket forward makes perfect sense. But I didn't. No? And that's exactly why I think I made... I feel like I made the wrong call on that. Because I know I wanted my morning jacket, but... I said LCD, but... No, I, I, I need a little bit more melancholy in my indie rock. And LCD, they're great for partying, but I'm like, um, I'm not often in a partying mood. So, who you moved LCD sound system forward? Yeah, I'm just, again, I and I know that was not even the right choice. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, that's not me. I mean, I James Murphy's great, I respect him, and he's great, but no... Yeah, but I, I'm not going to change that, especially not now. I'm going to have to just stick with it. I mean, you can change it. You can cut all this out. No, I'm going <laughs> to stick with it. If it's going to cause you mental anguish. No, I'm going to stick with it because okay. I made that choice when I did this, and no. But just know that when I said LCD, I meant my morning jacket. And either way, knowing who ends up going up next, they weren't going to get eliminated. It doesn't anyway. matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of how I felt about it, where I'm like, um,. I like both of these bands. I kind of prefer LCD sound system. That's more my scene, uh, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Once I get uh, to the next, the next matchup, it doesn't matter. So hi. Oh, this hi. one though. Yeah. This other sweet 16. Hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about your slightly easier decision and then uh, I will have a minor meltdown. So, you had the Flaming Lips and of Montreal. Correct. How did that go? Um, pretty good, actually, because yeah. of Montreal was going to go forward. Like, this was basically, it was a no-brainer, and I love the Flaming Lips. I respect them heavily for what they've done to the music scene, and just even in a weird way, like society, because I feel like they did dabble with crossover success a little bit, and I think they handled it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And they're great, but of Montreal, again... But of Montreal, like it's just it's them. Like what else like what else can I possibly say? Like just go through discography and like the past is a grotesque animal. Oh, that song alone would probably beat most of the stuff on either of these brackets. It's eleven minutes of just catharsis and grooves and just strange melodies and vocals. And I think that song is a better encapsulation of of Montreal than Wraith Pen to the Mist. So, I mean, do it, seriously. Um, So, you moved of Montreal forward. Correct. Okay. Um, I... So... The South and the Midwest did not stress me out nearly as much as the East and the in the West did. No, it certainly didn't. Except for this pairing right fucking here. Yeah, you went through it, Mike. <laughs> uh, I had Animal Collective of Montreal, Ooh. and I still don't know if I made the correct decision. I'm not laughing at you. But this is one I'm not of those. Laughing. Yeah, you laughing next to you. Not even that. This is a like literally like hashtag couldn't be me. Uh huh. I. So. Yeah. Hey sentences. Um. I don't. I made a decision, and I still don't know if it's right. Um. I went ahead and moved Animal Collective forward. Wait, so you did move them forward? I did move them forward. Oh, mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like I could sit here and and make an argument for both bands and, uh. <laughs> like, I, like, I almost feel, like, now I think I know what you felt when we had that whole thing between, with Blink-182, with Blame It On My Youth. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Is this friendship worth it? Let's, let's. I mean, considering, like. Real quick. You know, the the sports stuff we bonded over, the music stuff. I mean, the the person I've virtually robbed casinos with <laughs> and even got, sh- you know, shot mutants alongside. Like, I can't throw away, what, like half a decade, if almost more than that, like, a friendship for this. But there was a weird twinge where I just went, nope, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. that's a technical foul. <laughs> 
just <laughs> no honestly go with it it's i i'm and that's kind of where i'm at where i'm like i i don't know what the correct answer is i love both of these bands and the problem is they itch such a similar scratch for me that i don't i don't really know i think for me animal collective is just a little bit weirder uh, i kind of grew with that and i think that's it like that was sort of what it came down to is i'm just like i don't know man sure and then click the box and, and move forward <laughs> so i did move animal collective forward but i think if of montreal had been had like seated elsewhere like my bracket would have ended up being like the decembers versus of montreal and then i would have cried yeah that would have been really tough yeah so yeah now we oh get... go ahead this is breaking news. Well, breaking news as of this podcast. Um, okay. Only because I could do this afterwards, but I need to hear your reaction real time. Okay. Uh, I was actually going to look to make a request while we uh-huh. were discussing. Guess which band they did a bracket for. Who? Arcade Fire. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do that shit. Uh, I'll cry, but it'll be fun. <laughs> I probably cry too, but more of the, like, I don't know, watch me actually really end up enjoying it. So, you know what? Let me not. I don't want to listen to more songs about the suburbs. <laughs> ah. Oh, no, that sounds fun. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for me as a little treat. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're on to the next round. Lee yeah, what up? we made it. So you had Modest Mouse and beirut yeah okay and again this one's pretty easy like sorry beirut yeah zach love you but isaac is again he's well no he's not drinking because i think he's 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 on the up these days and i'm proud yeah again it's, it, i had modest mouse and beirut as well i'm with modest mouse forward because it's modest mouse sorry anyway all right so the next matchup you had LCD sound system and of Montreal. Yeah. I Again, like, Montreal pretty much, because that's why I didn't stress about the My Morning Jacket um, <laughs> LCD thing, because there was no way that that was going to, like, be a thing. Yeah. And I had LCD sound system versus Animal Collective. And again, as much as I love LCD sound system, it's Animal Collective. If they can take down of Montreal, they can take down LCD sound system, a band that I like less. So, easy enough. Um, yeah. So then we come to the final four. <clears throat> you yep. had Modest Mouse and Of Montreal. This is where go? this hurt, because how dare you, me, but I'm going to transfer my frustration <laughs> to chill wave kids despite how the fact that <laughs> like how dare you me <laughs> but again like of montreal and this is again two bands that i love that do completely different things for me uh-huh. but yeah and it's like modest mouse on a quote-unquote bad day like i guess the albums that maybe aren't as strong are still leaps and bounds better than a lot of stuff like Strangers to Ourselves, I feel like it's an album that does not get nearly enough credit as it should. And that's, that's you know, like that and We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, when I first heard them, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm kind of over Modest Mouse, not realizing. It's just different now, like, because mm-hmm. Isaac is just in a different place. So, of course, they're going to hate different. But it's still just, it's super interesting and super great. And maybe they don't put out the amount of music that a Montreal makes, because Kevin is just like. He's part robot. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can craft this many songs and have them be good songs, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard the album Your Fun, uh, the latest one that just came out. Uh, no, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I almost didn't either. And this is actually where I was embarrassed because I'm like, how would I not know that a Montreal came out with a new album? And it's good. And it, like, it's so hard because every time there's a new release, even if it's an EP that's released like a day after a studio album... You cannot go into it thinking it's going to be what you listened to before. It's just always different. It's always interesting. And it's it's super fun. And you know me on synthesizers. I'm just... 
it's just kind of like listening to Kid Cudi. Like, I just find my spirit floating over my body, like, for no inexplicable reason. Like, it's just a thing. But Modest Mouse is also so good. Like, how can I possibly choose? And I did choose, but I went with Montreal for the main reason that when I first got big, like, on social media, like, I, you know, met a bunch of people who were big into Montreal. And as someone who liked them a lot, it's like, I never really knew anybody that knew, like, knew their discography enough to have these big debates. And I remember, you know, bus rides home or, like, even at lunch breaks just being like, oh, you know, what's better, Satanic Panic or False Priest? But then it's like, people are all like, False Priest isn't great, but then we're not realizing. Uh, Solange and Janelle Monae are on the album. How did I dislike this at first? <laughs> and I really wish you would go back to that vibe, because that album, you know what it was? Because it was dancey. Like, it's really it's so his fun. closest approximation to a pop album slash R&B. Uh-huh. And I kind of want him to go back to that. But, oh, everything's so good. Anyway, long story short, of Montreal went on to Battle of the Thermals. And this is where things started to get painful. How about you? I hope you had an easier time. Um, I did. But I feel bad about it. So I had Modest Mouse and Animal Collective, and of course that's Modest Mouse. Like, duh. <laughs> I love Animal Collective. Do not get it twisted, but, like, it's Modest Mouse. The Moon in Antarctica is one of those albums that, like, pretentious or not, it, it changed my life a little bit. Um, I had a friend who gave me a tape with it on there. Uh, and it was just one of the first times that I had really given music outside of like the pop punk bullshit that I listened to and like the stuff that I grew up. It was one of the first times that like I'd heard something that just sounded completely different from anything I'd ever heard before. Right. And man, I, I wore that shit fucking out. So, like, yeah, Animal Collective, in my in my own little weird, like, music world, like, Modest Mouse walked so that Animal Collective could run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it was Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse moved forward. I'm sorry. Animal Collective ruled 11 to death. But, like, Isaac Brock, let's fucking go. Let's go. So, my championship round ended up being the Decemberists versus Modest Mouse. That... Nope, that's honestly, I would just <laughs> wait. Wait, you don't like that? No, I love it. That's the thing, but I was just like, I would pull a fire alarm and be like, Well, I guess we're not having this matchup tonight. <laughs> oh no, I spilled water on my laptop. Uh, shit, I guess we can't. Bye. <laughs> so, talk to me about your championship round. All right, so we got the thermals of Montreal, which is unfair. Yes. Because it's just, no, like, what? What am I, why did I do this? Like, why did, I should have honestly just advanced a band I like least just to not have the struggle. Oh. Of Montreal, once I really became, like, deeply embedded in indie rock, and, you know, as someone who shelved a lot of, like, my scene stuff by, like, the mid to late 2000s, early 2010s, like when uh, this was it for me and if Montreal was one of those bands that once I got into and stopped kind of fighting the urge to love I it just it opened up all this other stuff for me but none of that would have happened had it not been for the thermals first because I was still in high school and I listened to them or at least the tail end of high school mm-hmm. to almost to the point where between them and Bell and Sebastian and I think even yeah, yes, I used to do this thing like, okay, summer would be seen, you know, pop punk metal stuff. But then the fall was like, all right, it's indie rock full tilt. Even as much as doing like indie snob Saturdays, <laughs> I like I would build these, you know, super pretentious playlists, um, go hang out like in Montclair and go to the Clare Ridge and watch whatever art movie was playing and just sit and write and just like try to live this life of this artist that I wanted so desperately and the thermals were a big part of that but at the same time it's like i was too frustrated to live that you know what i mean like 
Whereas the thermals, like, okay, there are some melancholy songs, but there's also songs that are literally just like, whether it's, you know, critique on relationships or the government or just, like, there's just, it was more me than I think of Montreal as like, a Montreal is like that life that maybe I thought I would want to have, but to me, the thermals were the, like, that was more Adrian than I think a lot of than I was willing to admit. Yeah, I don't know if any of this makes sense at all, but I wanted to advance to Montreal, but the thermals just hit on a more personal level, and that's basically the long and short of it. And I wish there was a way that they could both advance and just give everybody a trophy, but... Anyway, the thermals advance of Montreal, I love them both, but thermals went forward. I get that. I respect all of that. So, yeah. I had... For my final matchup, I had the Decemberists and Modest Mouse. And um, I felt bad because I there was a part of me that's like tried to make this more of a thing than it was and felt like I should struggle a little bit more with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, I don't think I guess we suffered so much that now we just are accustomed to like that's the way it should be. It's like, no, honestly, the fact that it was a clear choice, I think, is. That's that's commendable. I'd rather have not struggled. <laughs> so, whereas, like, Modest Mouse was, like, a point of entry into, like, indie indie rock music for me, like, the Decembers were one of the first few bands from that genre that I really attached to very hard, and I just loved them so fucking much that it ended up not really being much of a contest, even though I do love Modest Mouse. I was just like, I can sit here and, and pretend to argue about this with myself all day, but like in my heart of hearts, like the Dece- I prefer the Decemberists. The Decemberists win. So the Decemberists won. So I had the Thermals, you had Decemberists, and I think that's pretty much on brand for both of us. <laughs> and I, I love us for real because. Hi, guess what? We're both predictable as fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, I think if we did anything other than that, we would also would have beat ourselves up for just being contrarian about it. Yeah. So, man, we went through it. This was, I hope you guys had fun with this, because I know I did. I mean, mental anguish and everything aside. So, one last question before we go. Um, So, 2000s Indie was where Tegan and Sarah kind of got their start. So, they could have very easily slotted in on this bracket. You know who's not also on this list? New Pornographers. That one I'm actually kind of happy about because that would have made me struggle more with this. Well, yeah, because, but, <laughs> oh, man, like. Because somehow I would have ended up with, like, the Decembers versus New Pornographers, and it would have been, like, sad sadness as I continue to. It's like that one SpongeBob this. meme, like, they don't miss. <laughs> I have not heard a bad New Pornographers album or song. No. They really are like the Avengers. It's like, you know, AC Newman's kind of like, I guess, Captain America, even though they're all Canadian. <laughs> you know, Dan is your Tony Stark. Nico was Black Widow, hands down. And I would almost say, like, Catherine Calder, she's kind of like a little bit of Wasp, but almost like maybe Scarlet Witch in that regard. Whereas, like, people don't realize how amazing she is until she does something. You're like, what? <laughs> I like, know you. Um, God, and their solo stuff is just magnificent. Like, they're great apart, but then together, like, I think they would, like, if Tegan and Sarah and New Pornographers were on his bracket in separate um, sections, like, they would have probably, it would have been the two of them, to, like, against each other, and I would have just thrown my computer out of a window. <laughs> so, that, no way. that being said, if we were to slot in Tegan and Sarah on this bracket, who would you take out? Aside from Bright Eyes, who doesn't deserve to be on here in the first fucking place. Uh, let's see. I'd probably Arctic Monkeys. Or it maybe well, mm. Okay, think- I'm gonna say out of the South and Midwest, because I can't put them in the other in the north and west. Oh I'm sorry, east it, and west. Yeah, that would have this shit's already no. too hard. Um Interpol. It would have been, you know, if I were to make it interesting, out of a Tegan and Sarah against Band of Horses. No, but even... Okay, am I talking about an easy way to get them into the finals or something that would actually make them struggle? Because putting them up against, like, 
the Shins or Modest Mouse, I think, would have been the toughest thing. Or of Montreal. Like, Tegan and Sarah of Montreal would have broke me in half. When did, when did Midnight City come out? I feel like Midnight City came out after the 2000s. That's what I thought. I'm but they've also been around much longer. I think that was just a song that got them, like, extensive, like, radio play. But they had been around for a while. It helps that all of their album covers look the same. Okay. Midnight City came out in 2011. I'm voting them out on technicality. Fuck them. Get out of here. Wait, what about the rest of the Wait, what about the other albums? Like, because when is when was their debut though? Because I think they get in just for having. 2000. Their self title came out in 2001. Like, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they have a lot of albums. Holy shit. Now I feel bad because I'm just like, Midnight City is trash. <laughs> this, this band is no employed, but like, no, they legitimately have a lot of uh, albums. <laughs> oh, but I, again, that was so much fun. <laughs> um, I know we're probably going to do this at least once more because then there's an old school alternative bracket that will probably be equally as stressful, but also really fun. Yeah, I that is one that I am looking forward to doing, but also not looking forward to doing. So I guess our trilogy of brackets, so to speak, I think that's probably a, a good last one for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But let us know how you felt about this. Um, I know we said at the top of the show, but we'll go back. Um, Ashley runs the Instagram page at TLAT Podcast. Um, Ashley also posts uh, some really cool uh, things on Tuesdays, uh, aptly titled Tuesday Tunes, and it's put me onto a lot of cool new stuff, and it'll do the same for you. And also, she's just wonderful. Um, me, I enjoy the wonderful interactive hellscape that is Twitter. So, <laughs> TLAT podcast is where I roll. That's my block, and I will chase you off it if you come at me sideways. <laughs> Wow, that was aggressive. Everyone <laughs> go to Twitter and tell Adrian how much you love Connor Overs. Please. Yes. <laughs> I think that would bother you more than it bothers me. It's just kind of like, it just turned out it's a bunch of Connor Overs burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem like somebody who would have a fuck ton of, of yeah. Anyway, I should I should, I, I have dragged this dude so much. I feel really bad. Um, no. No, go ahead. Talk, talk that talk. Let's. I have no. I don't have anything to back it up, though. Like, I I don't like his music. That's really all that it is. Um, it's for somebody. It's not for me. So yeah, um, you can find us on most of your fairly obvious streaming platforms. We are have we are on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google shit, uh, Stitcher, <laughs> other streaming thingies. Uh, yep. We have an email address in case you don't fuck with social media. It is tlatpodcast at gmail.com. Question mark? Yes. <laughs> um, that's really it. Um, so, oh, no, I have one last question. And I know, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, Battle Royale, Thermals v. Decemberists, who wins? I hate you. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I'm gonna stick Thermals. Yeah, like, if you plop them in Fortnite, like, the Thermals are trouncing the Decemberists, sorry. Though I feel like, watch Calm and be like, oh, hey, I'm already great at all this other stuff. <laughs> turns out I'm great at Fortnite. <laughs> Like, honestly, how much would I have to pay Colin to just do a video where he just hits a Millie Rock real quick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If any reason, any if he hears this or any of you who have are, are hearing this and then somehow know him, I was like, how much would I have to commission for him to do a video of Fortnite dances? <laughs> I just, I just want to see him floss one time. Then I can die happy. <laughs> Now I want to listen to the Decemberists, but then I, I have to make like a master playlist of Thermos and Decemberists and then just basically... Uh, that's, that's a weird vibe. 
whatever. I, I'm full of coffee, so right. I'll do that. We'll say goodbye for this week. Um, thanks for suffering with us and also having fun. And as Ashley is one to say, um, don't get swallowed by a whale. <laughs> For more great podcasts, visit adrianhasissues.com.